0: what's up guys as you know on mondays we usually do my my podcast the neutral corner and we go live on uh, the ring digital youtube and of course uh, on my audio platforms and uh i just want to let you guys know we're not going to be doing a show today um today would be episode number 245 of tnc but uh for those of you who don't know, I recently lost my, my brother, Anthony, uh, my younger brother. Uh, he was, he was 38 years old. <clears throat> um, as you can imagine, it's, it's been a very, very, uh, I don't even know if one word sums up the process. Uh, but my family and I we were completely devastated. Um, if you follow me on on social media, on Twitter, and, and stuff like that, then you saw my tweets about it, and uh, you noticed that I've I've been off the grid for the most part, uh, pretty much most of of last week, and I thought perhaps you know I, I could do a show today, but guys, I, I just don't have the strength or energy to do it. Um, I know some important things happened in the ring last weekend. And believe me, you know I have opinions about them, and I want to talk about them, but uh, doing my show requires uh, a lot of energy and uh, a lot of focus, obviously a lot of work, putting it together and everything, but mainly the focus part and the energy part I, I just don't have it right now and so i, I hope <clears throat> I hope that we'll be back next next week next Monday um, and, and what I'd like to do is, uh, you know, like I said, this would be episode number 245. Um, what I'd like to do is, is not do an episode 245, if you will, and just kind of dedicate this number of the show and, and this week, this episode, uh, to my brother Anthony. And I hope that I'll be ready to go next Monday and we'll do episode 246. We'll just kind of skip 245. And I'll give that to my brother. Um, So, first of all, let let me say, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you to to everybody for uh, everyone who's uh, given me, you know, words of encouragement, um, their their thoughts, their prayers. Um, A lot of you responded to my social media posts uh with with just comments and things some of you, you know shared memories that you had some of you guys uh had interactions with with my brother you got to speak with him whether it was in the comments section of some of my my videos or you know um some of you guys even followed him on social media and got to know him and even met him at fights and stuff like that which is really really cool and some of you have sent me some pictures you had with him and um even uh, some videos and stuff that you would take it together. Uh, you know, just hanging out at fights and stuff and shared some memories. And, and, and that that was really awesome. Um, but I, I, I've received hundreds of, of comments, of, of uh, DMs, of messages, texts, phone calls, voicemails, all of it um, from you guys, from people all over the world. And I, I can't thank you enough for that. That's been it's been helpful. It's been helpful. Um, obviously, you know, I, I'm still dealing with the freshness of all this and I, I go th- back and forth, you know, with, uh, periods of, you know, extreme sadness, anger, guilt, um, numbness, just, just everything, you know, and I, I know that's going to continue for a long time, but all of the messages you guys have sent and everything have been awesome and have, have, Absolutely helped, so I just want to um reiterate that you know i I haven't responded to ninety nine percent of them, and you guys know I always try to respond to your comments and your tweets and stuff like that. I really try to make it a point to do that, but I just haven't had the strength or energy to to even respond to most of you guys, but I want you to to be sure that I saw every last one of them I listened to every last one of them I watched every last one of them, and um, I shared a lot of them with my family members, so they are very much appreciated, even if I didn't respond or or give it a like or a thumbs up or whatever, I want you to know that they're they're very much appreciated. So, um, again, 245 of TNC is for Anthony, and I just thought, you know, look, I'll tell you guys a little bit about him. Um, You know, I I can't... (laughs) I can't tell you too much cause I'd be talking for hours and I, I probably wouldn't be able to get through it without breaking down. Honestly, and, and I've had a lot of breakdowns here in the last few days, but, uh, yeah, well, my brother, Anthony, he was the middle child. I'm the oldest. My sister, Jennifer is the youngest and Anthony was the, the middle child. And, uh, we were all three years apart. So he's three years younger than me and he's three years older than my sister. Um, Anthony was born in September 28th, uh, 1982, in the state of Michigan. He died in November of 2020 uh, in the state of California. He, um, there's there's so much to talk about, but just personality-wise, he was a very, very compassionate, sensitive, uh, loving, giving person. And uh, more, more so than me, more so even than my sister, who's a very loving and compassionate person. Anthony wanted so desperately to be a tough guy, but he wasn't. He was a, just an absolute teddy bear. He he was tough when he needed to be, but his his nature was to be just a nice guy. And uh, you know, I've been telling people that I've been speaking with, you know. Uh, I should say I went and uh, Tiffany and I drove north and stayed with family for uh, most of last week and this weekend. We just got back in town yesterday to Atlanta. But, you know, talking with uh, family and some friends and stuff, you know, we talked about that, just how he was so giving. And my brother was broke at times, a flat broke, had no money. And he'd have literally three dollars in his wallet and he would see a homeless dude and he'd give him two bucks. And I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? You know, um, not that I haven't given money to homeless people and not that I don't donate to charity because I do. But if I only had $3 in my wallet and I needed to eat that night, I'd keep that $3 for myself or for my wife, for my loved ones, you know. And and he'd just give the homeless guy two bucks and he'd be like, man, we'll, we'll go hustle. We'll make some money. You know, we'll find a way to make a few dollars tonight. We'll eat. It'll be fine let this dude have a few dollars and, and have a good night. He, he, even my brother would joke sometimes, let this dude go buy a, 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 a beer and, 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 you know, get and have a buzz and just have a good time. Um, he would just do stuff like that. He, w- he would uh, give the last dollar he had to people. Uh, he would um, be kind to strangers. That's why a lot of strangers <laughs> would come up and talk to him. Um, I I can be an off-putting guy. I know this about myself. Uh, I think gen, generally when I meet people and, and they get to see more of my personality, they like me. Of course, some people can't stand me and hate my guts. But everyone that met my brother liked him. Everyone. Whether they were friends of mine, I was introducing to him. Boxing people, I was introducing to him. Um, coworkers, whatever. Or a complete stranger on the street, whether it was some random homeless dude, a crackhead, just whatever, they liked him. And he, he would talk to people. He would just talk to people everywhere, uh, you know, regardless of who they were and what the situation was. You know, we could be trying to get to an event, you know, because we did uh, go to some boxing events together and we, we did cover some events together. I was trying to get him uh, into more of that stuff. He loved boxing. But, you know, we'd be running late. We'd have to be there in 15 minutes and he'd be talking to some random guy on the bus or so. It's like, Anthony, we got to go. Come on, you know, and I'm pushing people out of the way to, to get where I'm going. And he's sitting there talking to people, you know, and I'm like, come on, man. But that's just the kind of guy he was. He was very, very uh, compassionate and giving and loving and just very, very open, extremely vulnerable and brutally honest. Zero filter. Um, And in this day and age, that can get you in trouble, even if you have good intentions. And I've learned that the hard way on Twitter and everything else. But um, he would just tell you what the hell was on his mind, even if it was awkward at times. He embarrassed the shit out of me, my wife, my sister, my brother-in-law, all of us. He would just embarrass the hell out of us because he'd say things to people that were the absolute truth but you know, there's times where you got to, like know when to hold him, when to fold him, you know, that kind of thing. And uh he 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 didn't pull back anything, man. Every every damn punch was a knockout punch. A straight jab followed by a right hand. Like he he didn't he didn't poke with the jab, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He he just came out with it. And um that was a a good thing, you know, but in this modern era, particularly on social media, that can really get you in trouble. Um but that's just how he was. Um, he, uh, he he put himself through school through community college, late teens, early twenties. Um, he studied. I don't even know the technical term and all this stuff. But basically, he he studied the heart. He had a minor heart condition. Um, it, that's not. It has nothing to do with his death. But he did have a minor heart condition, like a kind of a tick, a murmur, or however you call it. One of the valves of his heart was enlarged. It was something that did give him issues. He did have to take medication for it. And um, it's something he had to monitor, but that made him very interested in the heart. And he put himself through community college, um, paid for it all himself, and uh, worked full-time to do it while having his own apartment. uh, Hustled his ass off. Now, maybe he, he bent a little rules and did some hustling on the side to make some extra money. You know, hey... We all kind of did things like that, right? It wasn't just the full-time job. It was some of the part-time work in between all that. That brought in some extra cash, but that's what helped get him over the hump. Straight A's, pushed himself through school, straight A's, and uh, got a job. And um, I, I want to say it was called a cardiac sonography, something like that. He did echocardiograms, I think was the actual test he'd do that would measure the heart, See what the you know the health of the heart was and everything the the functionality, and uh, he would do this for surgeons at hospitals, and he got so good at it that he started to become sought after by particular surgeons. Uh, he ended up working at a clinic, a heart clinic that I think was a top ten, maybe even top five heart clinic in the United States of America. People were flown from all over the country. To come to this clinic, and uh, several surgeons would wait for my brother, even though there were techs available to do this test uh, on standby they'd say now nah, i 'll wait an hour for for anthony they, they They sought him out and they sought him out to uh, train people he He trained the new hires and stuff like that and he uh he talked sometimes about. Maybe in the future, wanting to get into the teaching side of it because he enjoyed showing people how to do it and training them the right way. It drove him nuts when people would half-ass it and not do it the right way. Uh, He was a stickler for that. So the one thing that he, uh, he wasn't the most motivated guy in the world. We always said he'd be late to his funeral. We always used to joke about that. He was late for everything, uh, you know, it was hard to motivate him with certain things, certain daily activities like, you know, making your bed and, and stuff like that, you know, ironing your shirt or whatever. But when it came to that, when it came to his job, he took a lot of pride in it and he was really, really good at it, really good at it. He had a lot of confidence in that. Uh, his passion was uh, was music. He was very, very, very talented with music. And uh, actually, the the neutral corner intro music and the outro music and any music or beat that you've ever heard on my YouTube channel, Anthony produced. He was very, very good at that. And him and I uh, had zero musical training, but we kind of learned how to do music, uh, you know, through uh, drum machines, samplers, keyboards, that kind of stuff. Uh, And we actually ran a side business for a while in the late 90s through the 2000s, the whole 2000s decade. uh, We're kind of running a home studio and uh, we would sell beats to people. We would uh, sell studio time. We'd record uh, independent artists, people making demos, cutting demos and stuff. It's something I don't talk a lot about, but we actually did work in music for a while. I was okay. I was like okay at it. I was better with like rhythm stuff. But I am completely freaking tone deaf. Anthony had a really good ear. He could hear a melody and he could play it out on a keyboard. Now, he had no musical training. He didn't know how to read music. He didn't know notes. I mean, we just didn't have that training, that sophistication. But just with his ear, he would sound it out. It might take him a while to find the notes and everything, but he would find it. And he could mimic tones and stuff like that. He had a really good ear. If we had grown up in a home with money where our parents could have gotten us musical training, like real musical training, Anthony could have been a really successful artist. He had that kind of talent. Uh, in fact, he had sold beats. He, he sold beats to hip-hop artists and stuff. You guys would probably know, at least some of you older guys you know, that are in your uh, probably late 30s into your 40s and maybe even 50s. Some of you guys would know some of these old school hip-hop artists that he ended up selling beats to, um, mostly underground, you know, independent guys, but he actually made some cash with that for a while, Uh, but that was his passion, that was his outlet, and as far as listening to music, like me, you know, me, like most people, I like music, of course, and there's different music for different occasions, but Anthony freaking loved music, he listened to it all day, every single day, he had thousands of songs in his library i'm not exaggerating thousands upon thousands and he wouldn't just listen to the song or listen to the artist he'd research the artist he he wouldn't just go to their wiki page he would find blogs and obscure books and stuff about these guys and he'd read uh, he'd spend hours studying these artists and like his his taste was very eclectic he could go from wu tang to uh to Bill Evans. He loved Bill Evans, right? And he could go to like Steely Dan to Prince. He'd he kind of be all over. He he loved you know underground hip hop like me, old school hip hop, classic rock, classic soul, but he loved jazz. He loved jazz. Good jazz as he would say, not shit jazz as uh he he always said. Um so music was definitely his outlet and his passion. But he loved boxing like I did like I do, and uh, it was cool to be able to go to fights with him. When I lived in California, he moved out to Long Beach uh, a couple years, maybe a year and a half, two years before Tiffany and I left L.A. for Atlanta. So I got to spend you know a year or two with him out there. When you know Long Beach, it's only, I don't know, 15, 20 miles south of where I lived, but it took an hour. That's just L.A. traffic, you know. Uh, so that made it difficult, but that's pretty much visiting anyone in L.A. You're going to drive for an hour. So it was great to be able to hang out with him um, and go to events with him and go to fights with him and stuff like that. But, we, you know, before he ever lived out there, we went as fans. When he came out there, I was able to get him credentials to stuff and get him into some press events and things like that. And it was really, really cool to be able to share those experiences with them go to Dodgers games. We even went to a couple of angels games and stuff. Um, just going to different events with him all around LA and stuff. Uh, I, I, you know, now I, I really cherish the, those memories, but um, you guys, you know, you've seen him on the, the, the channel and stuff like that. And sometimes that brutal honesty and that uh, loose cannon mouth, um, you know, he said things or got me saying things that did not need to be discussed, uh, at least, you know, in that format. So, Um, he could get me in trouble. Um, but, uh, what else could I tell you? Um, you know, I think it was 2008. He, uh, saw a tiny little puppy that uh, I think somebody was just trying to throw away, literally trying to throw away. I don't know if it was in a dumpster he found him or what it was, but he came across this tiny little puppy and, um, long story short, falls in love with the puppy, takes it to the vet. He has Parvo. The dog has parvo, and that's a disease that kills. You know, If you don't treat it, it, it will kill the dog. And uh, the, the vet said something like, this is going to cost like $1,000 to cure him, to do the procedure or whatever they had to do. I can't remember. It might have just been medication. I'm not sure. But I do remember it was like over $1,000 or something. And Anthony was broke. He didn't have that money. But he had fallen in love with this dog. So he said, screw it. I'll go out. I'll find a way to make the money do it, fix the dog. So they did. And he ended up, you know, raising the dog and the the dog was Bobby. And if any of you guys followed my brother on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you saw pictures of him and Bobby out at the beach, particularly once he moved to Long Beach, there was a dog beach, a dedicated dog beach, I think like a a couple miles from my brother's apartment. And they go there literally every day, literally every day. So there was all sorts of pictures of him and Bobby out at the beach, hanging out and stuff. He loved that. And uh, now Bobby is with my mother. My mother is taking care of Bobby, so Bobby's okay. But he's uh, he's with Grandma now. Um, so yeah. Anyway, um, my brother was a good dude. He had some problems. He had some demons, uh, like anybody else. But uh, he was a really good guy. And he really was my best friend for, for so, so many years of, of my life. Just my best friend. I mean, of course, you know, when we were kids, he, he, we saw each other every day. But even as adults, I mean, through, through my 20s and his 20s, we still pretty much talked every single day. When I moved to Los Angeles uh, at 30... You know, I, I was thousands of miles apart and you didn't always talk every single day, but we still talked several times a week. And, um, you know, over the last few years, you know, I, I met a woman, I got engaged, I got married and I moved to Atlanta, bought a house, you know, all these things in the last two years. And it, it became more difficult. And um, we did talk talk every, every day. And sometimes, it, you know, a couple weeks, a few weeks would go by and you don't talk. And that hurt. You know, but I was entering another phase of my life that he had quite not entered yet. He was still a single guy and everything. And uh, my sister, you know, recently got married and, and had a kid. Her kid turns two in January. So me and my sister were kind of entered that next phase of life, you know. And Anthony was still kind of hanging on to the young, single, go out and party and meet different chicks phase, you know, which I spend a lot of time in myself, Um And so because of that, um, we didn't talk as much over the last year or two. I mean, we talked, probably still talked much more than most siblings. We were extremely close. And all my friends and people that met us always commented on that and said, man, you guys are really, really close. It's so awesome how close you and your siblings are. Your family is so tight, like most families, particularly in America, once families become Americanized, it seems like they kind of drift apart and don't talk. You know it's always that first generation in America that's super close, and then like usually, once the grandparents die, everything splits up right but um, everyone will comment how close we were, but you know one of the things that I look back at right now, and you know i'm I'm having a tough time with is like over this past year and everything, I got so uh into my work you know, at, with ring and, uh, renovating his house. And of course, uh, moving forward with, with my fiance, who is now my wife, you know, we got married in August. Um, you know, I didn't talk to him as much as I, I would have liked. And I had just been thinking one of the things I wanted to express to you guys, man, uh, when a close family member dies, um, you know, and I've had family members die, but not this close. I mean, my brother was my best friend, you know. You you look back, I mean, I've been looking back at, like, my text messages. The last text I sent to him, the last text he sent to me, They we were kind of arguing, you know, we were bickering about certain things. And it was small shit, it wasn't a big deal. But we they were, you never, it's not like you don't have that perfect goodbye. The last text that you send to your uh close friend or family member that dies. It won't be, Hey, I love you, man. I hope you're having a great day. It's probably going to be like, yeah, well, we'll F you too. Or it's going to be something like that. Or, uh, yeah, pick up a bag of chicken on the way home. Or it's going to be something random. It's going to be something weird like that, right? Because that's life. It's, it's random and things happen. Um, you cannot plan for anything. You just, no matter how much you try, And one of the things I'm guilty of and I'm trying to be better with is I try to plan everything and I I try to, I spend so much time in my head in the future. Oh, I want to try this with the podcast. I want to try that with my channel. I want to, I should write an article about this. I should interview that fighter. I'm always thinking about things I need to do or want to do. And I don't enjoy the present time enough. I don't just shut off my brain and just enjoy the present and if i could give you guys any advice back a lot of you have given me some wonderful advice um in the last few days and i sincerely appreciate it but some of you guys watching this particularly you younger guys man there there are times where maybe your mom's calling you know, maybe your your best friend from school's calling and you're just like ah i i'm i'm watching a show and i want to finish this this netflix documentary i I don't want to be interrupted or uh, I'm tired. I want to go to bed or, you know, I just don't want to be bothered. I'm on the way to the gym. I don't want to interrupt my flow. Man, pick up the damn phone. Pick up the damn phone. um, Respond to that text. Respond to that email. Take the extra two minutes and just let the people in your life know how much they mean to you. Make sure that you do that often. You're going to have arguments, you're going to have disagreements, you're going to bicker over stupid shit, you're literally going to bicker over the stupidest, smallest, most insignificant little things, and then you're going to have blow-ups about really big important things, and everything in between, that's life. But you just never know when that last text you send, or that last voicemail you leave, or if that's going to be the last one, you just never know. So when you're pissed off at somebody and you leave a text or a voicemail saying you know I you know all a bunch of swear words and all that stuff, follow it up at the end with but I still love you. (laughs) You Uh, Get out your your opinion or your frustration and be like but hey I still love you damn it and then hang up. Get in that last part, let them know, Uh, and they know they know, but just say it and you know pick up that phone. Make sure that the people in your life know that you love them. Remind them. Again, they know. But sometimes it's nice just to hear it or read it um, in a text or whatever it is. um, Just to see the words, hear the words. Um, And enjoy the moments you have. The holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving, Christmas. I don't know how my family is going to get through these holidays. It's going to be just terrible. But shit's always crazy during the holidays, right? You're running around and you're trying to, you know, you got to get a bunch of stuff done. You got to get all of it. It's just with family and everything. Everyone has their personality quirks, right? Man, sit back at some point during your Christmas dinner or whatever holiday you celebrate or don't celebrate, whatever it is, okay? And just take a minute. And just kind of take a deep breath, look around the room, look at the people in the room, and remind yourself of something awesome about them. Every single person in the room. Remind yourself of what makes you care about them so much and and, and something great that they've done for you. Or just soak in the present that you have with them. Soak in those moments um, because... Man, let me tell you, I just learned the hard way. In a flash, it is gone. And I hadn't physically seen my brother for three months. And when I saw him, he wasn't, he he was sick. He wasn't doing very well. And the last time I had saw him before that was uh, last October. So literally in the last calendar year before his death, I saw my brother once in a calendar year. And it was for about five days. And he, he wasn't uh, he, he wasn't healthy. So that sucks. I let all the things in my life that I was... He he understood. He was working on things. I was working on things. It, it, and it's a two-way street. You know, he, he could have came my way too. I get it. But now I look back and I'm like, man, I, I would spend the, every last dime I have to have 30 seconds with him and just to hug him just to feel him. I can't tell you guys, like, I would give anything for that now. So, I guess I'll just leave on that note. TNC 245 is for my brother Anthony. Um, I really hope, guys, that I'll be back next Monday, 246, and we'll go forward. Uh, I can't promise you that, but I will try. Please be patient with me. I ain't going nowhere, okay? But I might not be myself for a while. So please be understanding and patient with me. All right? Anthony, if you can hear this or watch this wherever the hell you are, I love you. And I miss you so much.